0: This text so many times since we brought it up. Savannah Guthrie on the Today Show and others asking the uh, the high school kid wearing the MAGA hat was provoking, wasn't it? To do that, Um, people using the example of you're not supposed to blame a woman for wearing a short skirt for anything that provokes. Well, that's you know that's a pretty good metaphor.
1: That's correct. And there's a difference between should and is, right? Like if if you're raising daughters, absolutely you should be able to. But if I'm in the interest of of not having my kids become an Internet sensation or get into a shouting match with Israelites. Oh, I see. Like it's it is it is behooven to me to realize that that is a very provocative piece of clothing.
2: I, I would suggest to you that if wearing a piece of clothing representative of the guy who got elected president is out of line, we have a serious problem. And it ain't on the side of the people
0: wearing the clothes right. of The guy who got but, elected. You're right, but I'm not letting my kids in high school wear a MAGA hat to Washington to the D.C. big life rally. I'm just, I just, I, mean, I don't want them wearing it around in public. That's especially without me there, that's fine. I mean, too many, I, too many I, crazy people. I totally
2: get that. I hundred percent get that. But that's not what Savannah. I mean, that uh, the question is still. It's it's wrong that the question is being entertained in the way that it is. If somebody goes to, I hate to pick on any specific city, but it makes the metaphor better. If you wander into Birmingham, Alabama, with an Obama t-shirt on, the big O logo, and you get surrounded by people screaming at you, is the media going to get on the air and say, that was a pretty provocative t-shirt to wear in Birmingham? You know, was that a good idea? No, they would never ask that question because that that implies that the people who are clearly in the wrong maybe weren't in the wrong, just in this setting, in a political setting. I, I'm tired of the media reinforcing the idea that it's okay to hate somebody to, that supports Donald Trump or or you know supports the side kind of nominally. Yeah, it's just yeah, ugly. Absolutely right. Yeah, you don't get to scream at people wearing the other side's jersey. You just don't. And, and, and if you don't stand up for that, it will get uglier and uglier. All right. No said on that, except for in the future when we'll say a great deal more. I'm trying
0: it. to provoke Joe today. I think he's easily provoked today. Oh, man. Yeah. here so it's I'm, I'm going to try to get him to say something.
2: Well, I've already said something, Jack. We had a number of emailers point this out, and Positive Sean has done the research. Apparently, like uh, various Kentucky weathermen. Was it Kentucky? Doesn't matter. Um, I uh, I said something highly unf- unfortunate while introducing our friend Deb Saunders, the White House correspondent of the Las Vegas Review-Journal a couple of days ago. Sean, what's best to play the tape? Well, I'm being accused, and a- a- repeatedly, of calling Ms. Saunders, who is a respected journalist and a friend, a, quote, white whore. Well, that'd be a hell of a thing to say. F- f- first of all, to... To, to, to accuse her of prostitution would be bizarre, and to uh, single out her race would be inexplicable, but apparently that's what I did.
0: She's right there in the, the eye of the hurricane. She's close I to am. the power. Yeah, she knows she, what's going on.
2: Smell the evil from where she is. White, <laughs> Hor- uh, White House correspondent for the Las Vegas <laughs> Review Journal, Deb Saunders. Hey, Deb.
0: That, that may have been a slip of the tongue, but we still cannot have that. Either way, <laughs> Joe called a correspondent a white whore, and I'm afraid yeah, he, he needs to, what's going
2: to on. smell the evil from where she is. White whore, uh, White House oh, correspondent. Yeah. No, you again. need to step down. So,
0: <laughs> I don't recall stepping up. <laughs> that was that may, or may that was no slip of the tongue. That is in your heart. <laughs> That's right.
2: That's right. You can't claim that was a mistake. That you. You said that because you've said it so many times, it just accidentally right. came out. Exactly. Yes, that's right. Because I'm constantly accusing my friend Deborah of of, of being a,
0: a working white, whore, uh, white House. Course. Oh,
2: good, playing <laughs> it. Did stop it.
0: I do think because of the just the way things work, if the White House were a black house and we referred to it as a black house, and you would have called her a black whore, oh, I think boy. you would be done. Oh, boy. And you could say, well, it was obviously a slip of the tongue. People would say, I don't care. Right. I don't believe you. Right. And I would respond, I'll be in the woods. Tweet at me if
2: you want. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. Ah, Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's hilarious, people. (laughs) Thank you for sending all those emails to mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. The
0: hate that's in your heart
2: (laughs) seeps out your mouth. I of
0: childhood. (laughs) Oh, Uh, my
2: God. So what are you in the mood for? I don't know. I have so many good over here. So I, I
0: I I hate to beat this drum. Boy, that's the wrong metaphor. Yeah,
2: really poorly. Wow. Yeah, I probably could do better. What about that poor Vietnam vet? Well, right. What so, about his feelings?
0: So were you going to uh, at some point talk about his criminal record cuz we're getting a bunch of texts oh. about that. Does that matter or not? I don't. Yeah, I got does that it matter somewhere. to me? I I don't know. I Uh, Yeah, I guess he... uh,
2: I don't know much about it. I've just seen the... uh, Does it play any role in the story whatsoever? Sean, do you have that in front of you? I can. I can grab it real quickly.
0: But does it honestly play any role in the story?
2: In an oblique way. I mean, the media's portraying him as this beautiful, wise, this sage, this elder, a tribe elder, and pure of heart and motive. They're portraying him as some sort of angel. Because it's, it's much you need that to make the poor, scared, freaked out high school kids come off as fascists. So you really need to pump that up. So uh, in his uh, teens and early 20s, Phillips, using his adoptive name, Nathaniel R. Stenard, was changed with escaping from prison, assault, and several alcohol
0: related crimes. He was nineteen at the time. Anything more recent than that, I'm not sure. Crimes he committed sixty years ago are relevant to this story at all. Well, yeah.
2: Well, it was. It was not even fifty, Jack. I mean, forty-seven years ago—that's a blink of an eye. (laughs) No, I don't. Honestly, I don't. Unless somebody does something truly horrendous, I don't hold anything anybody did as a nineteen-year-old against them. Please, you should have hung out with me. Um, and and. These kids are like 15 16 years old who everybody's calling fascists and saying should be punched in the face and hunted down because they're white people and, and the rest of it these are children for goodness sakes
0: um yeah I mean, just be a-
2: everybody just is trying to serve their narrative no matter how badly they need to lie and twist the truth
0: I may be officially done with this story.
2: Yeah, although, you know, it, it just like that Savannah Guthrie, uh, uh, what, do you, what do you call it, the, the, the bunch of clips we played in a row, they were so disgusting. I'm glad I heard it, just to, you know, be reminded of the depths of depravity of the numbskulls of the American media. I
0: said I was done, but clearly I'm not. So we got this text. <laughs> in Flip con- flopper. Right. So, um, uh, all my family voted for Trump, and everybody who lives around them voted for Trump. They live in Trump country, Mm -hmm. in two different states. Okay. Um, Got this text. In Kentucky, wearing a MAGA hat where they live is probably fine, and if you don't follow the mainstream media much, and 15-year-old boys don't watch a lot of CNN, I don't think, you would think it'd be perfectly fine to wear a hat for the president that you supported and everybody around you supported. Sure. You wouldn't think twice about it. Quite possibly true, and I was thinking of... um, I knew a dude. Uh, whenever he saw anybody in a cowboy hat, oh, there's a racist. So is that provi- It is pro- that is provocative for some people. Wow. Yeah. So, would, uh, how would... much time are you going to spend on your clothing choices and how provoking they are? Whether it's an American flag, a MAGA hat, or a cowboy hat. Which brings us back to the great truth we've vociferated more
2: than once: just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Many times people are offended. They have no right to be, and if they are, they ought to shut up anyway. Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Offended by cowboy hats? Yeah. It's about the
0: best thing ever designed to keep the rain off your head. Hello, umbrellas. Hello, have you not heard of an umbrella? Hello, I Uh, need both
2: my hands free to wrangle the bull I'm going to (laughs) buy. We just heard about a bull auction. I want a bull. Never had a bull. Why? Why? Cause it'd be cool, okay, to have a big bull. Are you in the gonna backyard. ride? Can it? I get the,
0: kind of with the long horns? Train <laughs> it to charge at your enemies. <laughs> Are you gonna ride it around the backyard? I hadn't even thought of that. Uh-huh. Now I'm definitely getting a bull. So the latest polling on Trump's approval rating, the shutdown, the wall. There's been some movements. Let's see if it matters or not to you. It may or may not. Um, the best jobs in America this year, and how many of those jobs are going to exist in a few years? And speaking of jobs, a labor lawyer friend gave us
2: some inside information that will just astound you about the state of the American workforce.
0: I want to be astounded. Mind Stay blowing. tuned. Mind blowing. It'll blow your cowboy hat off. Awesome. <laughs> Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. strong
3: and getty show according to a new report so-called naked wedding dresses made of lace and sheer fabrics will be a popular trend this year also a popular wedding trend this year grandma heart attacks
2: (laughs) hey now oh boy
0: uh what should President Trump do about the State of the Union speech? A uh, poll that was taken? No longer matters because Trump has said I'll give it Which after the polls. <laughs> Fox poll, actually. This is a Fox poll. A respected okay. Okay. A respected poll, by the way, the Fox News poll. Um says who? People, people who study polls. Okay, some of, some of us, all of us. On the topic of Cohen, who are just playing there in a mocking fashion. That's uh, <laughs> what we do. Marshall's got him in the news because he backed out of his testimony. Yeah. Says who? All right. <laughs> he was he was going to testify in front of the the uh, the Cummings uh, panel, also, in, the, the, oversight committee, he? oversight, oversight yeah, committee, okay. which includes a uh, AOC. But right. That's not going to happen now. So. He claims it's because he's in danger. Yeah, Marshall's got the latest on danger, that. Danger, going to jail. Anywho, on, uh, so the Trump has, has announced late last night that he will not do the State of the Union speech until the government opens back up. But on the polling of what should President do about the State of the Union speech, deliver as usual or skip altogether, it was 56 to 33, deliver as usual. Yeah.
2: I, I think a partial shutdown of a quarter of the government, it's not reason to suspend life no and function of the government no well and, and keeping
0: mind keeping in mind the whole thing's really stupid most responsible for the government shutdown trump overwhelmingly gets the blame if you want to use that word um or credit i guess if you want to use that word uh trump 51% followed by democrats in congress at 34 republicans in congress only 3% all oh. 9% You know, all y'all, we we got an (laughs) email, we got an email, and I wish I could credit the guy who wrote it because it was
2: a beautiful point. And the fact that it's been left out of this shows how doomed we are. But he pointed out that all of this fracas is over Congress refusing to live within their means and wanting to continue to spend more than they take in. And just an argument over what to overspend on, because remember, this
0: is all over the spending bill. So, you know. Let's keep in mind what's at the root of the discussion, and the U.S. Mexico Mexico border build wall favor or oppose? Oppose wins fifty one to forty three. I'm sorry. What do you mean build wall? It's whatever you want it to mean. I'm just asking you build wall. Are you do you oppose or favor? What do you mean by build wall? Put him down as a PIA quibbler.
2: <laughs> Chuck and Nancy, or Nancy as I call her. <laughs> Out there trying to pitch as hard as they can, coast-to-coast 30-foot concrete wall, which nobody is talking about. Nobody. So I guarantee a significant percentage of those people are answering a question, which do you prefer? This thing that will never, ever
1: happen and nobody wants to happen? Or this? It's just dumb. I do think Trump has done a better job in recent weeks of pivoting his language away from wall to sure. physical yep. barrier where needed, full comprehensive yep. stuff which it, it makes his sensing sensible
0: hedges. Yeah, yeah. and something <laughs> and I think I think if he gets fences or whatever you use to secure the border, he gets the he gets the win. I think the yeah. people who wanted the wall will say, "Good, that's good enough. That's what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted the border secure." So I think showing I more
2: seriousness about border security—that's what "quote unquote" the wall is. So a wall uh, is. You know what? And I'm sorry. That's yet another example of the condescension of the media and the left. I think they picture Trump voters as such inbred, toothless morons that. They won't accept serious border security unless it's a thirty-foot concrete wall, because that's what Trump said. And those people
0: are so stupid. <laughs> Anybody who'd vote for Trump, they don't understand. So it's fifty-one. They understand fine. So it's opposed. Build the wall, fifty-one forty-three in the Fox poll. How about more border agents? It's favored seventy-three to sixteen. Wow, wow. As you always say. Actually controlling the border is practically universally approved by yeah. Americans. Yeah, it's not controversial. But it's racist, Jack. It's, not it's even, racist. It's not even a controversial proposition. It's very racist. That's what I hear. And... uh Build bridges, not wall. This is another good one. The hardship your family has experienced because of the government shutdown. Number of people who have had severe hardship because of the government shutdown, 10%, which is probably about right. Um, moderate, 20%. None. Uh two-thirds of Americans say none and that'd be me I've had zero hardship 10% of
2: Americans say they've had severe hardship because of the shutdown yeah that's
0: interesting
1: there's a possibility that of that could be government employees not receiving their paycheck so all those people and uh yeah that part I get but that's like a tenth of a tenth of a percent of Americans
2: 800,000 people I mean, I don't right. know. Oh, right, right, I, I haven't right, done right. the
0: math. But Some towns, the whole town would feel
2: it. I was just going to say, it's all the waitresses, all the busboys, yeah. all the, you know, every, everybody who owns those those shops and restaurants and the rest of it. You'd
0: also have to lump in people who really hate Trump. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> That'd be a certain percentage yeah. who would claim they've got severe hardship right. just because for the poll. Yeah, and I'm just curious. I'm not debating it. I'm just, I'm interested that number's higher than I expected. And his approval rating in this poll, which tends to be higher than it does in other polls, even though some of those other polls I just hit you with were not good news for Trump. But, uh, Trump's approval rating in this poll is at 43%. Down since December, though, several points. Yeah, but that sweet spot of like 41 to I mean, he wobbles off of it at times, but then always goes back to it. High 30s, low 40s. Yeah, he hangs around. He hangs around 40. Yeah. And that's just kind of where he hangs around. Which you can get reelected there, because George W. Bush was there. Sure. Um, I saw the this. question is who you're running against. Exactly. There is a new, I'm looking forward to this, a new Michael Jackson documentary that's coming out soon <laughs> that's supposed to be... Oh, great. Mm-hmm. More people profiting off of me. Well, the, more, the yes, best too. look yet at his danged weird life. Leaving Neverland. New Michael Jackson doc. Uh, I look forward to that. A story that I think should be explored more. I hope Woo. they interviewed Tito. He's a straight shooter. My kids like Michael do. Jackson and they saw a picture of him and we had to get into that whole conversation and why did he do that? Nobody knows. <laughs> I mean, just uh, Sure, child yeah. abuse. Yeah, um, His father berated him
3: for his looks and then then sickened his mind it's sad what's coming up in your news marshall phillips crisis blowing up venezuela expelling all u.s the d- diplomats as the country falls apart you got trump's former fixer cohen change of heart on testifying and it's doomsday clock day how close are we to the end well that's good to know
0: <laughs> you're listening to the armstrong and getty show Fans of our on-demand show, we now have a brand new daily podcast. We're calling it Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. Yeah, it's where we just talk about something else that didn't fit into the show. And sometimes we use naughty language. Yes! Not
2: often, though, because it's naughty. Finally! Find
0: it right now via the
2: iHeart app. Just search for Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. My chance to work blue.
0: So this Michael Jackson movie that I mentioned, just to follow up briefly, Leaving Neverland, they see it as uh, Surviving R. Kelly came out a couple of weeks ago and has ended that guy's career. His record label has dropped him. There's a couple of uh, 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 legal actions that have come out of this movie. He is a
2: child-molesting, woman-victimizing monster, R. Kelly, or so it would seem. Just a quick aside, it's interesting that a, uh, what was the network that did it? Was it Netflix? Or? That did the R. Kelly yeah, movie? It doesn't really matter, but it's yeah, it was uh, Lifetime. It's a bit of a head-scratcher to me that it wasn't a police investigation. With all of the accusations out there, it was a documentary filmmaker that brought him down.
0: Well, it was the documentary Living with Michael Jackson that landed him in the courtroom last time when he talked about sharing his bed with children, if you'll remember. Mm. Um, and this documentary, which comes out at the Sundance, Sundance Film Festival this weekend, then HBO is going to pick it up, called "Leaving Neverland," and it's got a number of grown men who say they were abused by Michael Jackson and are wow. going to go through the whole story. So this wow. could this could turn into a thing. Yeah, An ignorant fool. Could you could you envision a time where like Apple Music or whoever you know Pandora whoever plays music doesn't play Michael Jackson music because he's a child molester in, in this hashtag Me Too era? You
2: know, I don't know. He was so clearly a victim to me as well. Uh-huh. we'll see how society handles it.
0: Yeah. News
3: now with Marcia Phillips. All right, military commanders across Venezuela are taking to the airwaves to vow loyalty to embattled President Nicolas Maduro. Boo! This after the opposition leader Juan Guaido spoke to the masses of supporters he has in Caracas, telling them he is assuming the presidency. He went on to call for new elections to restore democracy and appealed to members of the military to reject what he called Maduro's dictatorship.
2: Just a quick aside, if you can't catch this during the show proper, you can always grab our podcast, uh, although the website's got a problem. Doesn't matter. Oh, good. Um, But We're going to talk to Ian Bremer of Eurasia Group about Venezuela, and I'm going to ask him the question nobody asks in the media. Nobody! How did Venezuela, one of the oil-richest countries in uh, the world... End up in these straits. So, again, stay tuned, grab the podcast, whatever works for you.
3: The U.S. quickly recognized Guaido as the president. President Trump calling on Maduro to resign and saying he would use, quote, the full weight of U.S. economic and diplomatic power for the restoration of Venezuela's democracy. Maduro retaliated, he broke off relations with the U.S. Which is Venezuela's biggest trading partner? Blasting the U.S. for past coups in Latin America and demanding that all the American diplomats leave the country at once. You're a communist
2: dictator. You have ruined you and your uh, Sean Penn beloved uh, predecessor, Hugo Chavez, have ruined a beautiful and wealthy country with socialism.
0: Can I have a go po-
2: away and then comma to
0: hell? Can I have a population on Venezuela at some point?
3: Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said, forget about it. The diplomats are going to stay right where they are. Other Western uh, nations, including Canada, Brazil, Argentina, Colombia, also immediately recognized Guaido as the new president. Only communist
2: dictatorships or Russia quasi-communist and... dictatorships are supporting the government.
3: That is really a key is when
0: you get recognized by other countries as being legit. Right. And Russia and China are supporting Maduro. Right. Uh, Positive Sean, population just under thirty-two million,
1: and uh, the great socialism clip of all time, Vince Scully. And who do you think
3: is the richest person in Venezuela? The daughter of Hugo Chavez. Hello. Anyway, oh two. God bless you, Vin. God anyway, oh two.
0: A little lesson in Central American socialism. Anyway, oh and two.
3: <laughs> President Trump's former personal attorney and fixer Michael Cohen's indefinitely delayed his scheduled February 7th testimony before Congress. Cohen blaming the postponement on threats from Trump and the president's attorney, Rudy Giuliani, saying he had concerns about his family and their safety. Now, while the statement from uh, mm-hmm. from him didn't name the claim threats, Trump and Giuliani have publicly urged the Justice Department to investigate Cohen's father-in-law, insinuating... He was involved in criminal activity. Now, one asked that, about that, was a heck of a move. Trump bringing up the guy's dad,
2: yeah, father-in-law, who is an extremely well-connected,
0: extremely wealthy Ukrainian. But what are you trying to say when you're the president and you bring up? It's an odd thing for a president to do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to
2: say the dad's a crook too. Maybe you ought to quit yapping. I mean, that's pretty clear what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, so if those are the threats he's talking about, I get it. Because he's been in bed with people who are directly connected to Putin's right. gooniest goons. Right. Doing <laughs> <The> business. gooniest <laughs> goons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so listen, he has, <laughs> he has ample reason not to want to spill his guts. Plus, if you're Michael Cohen, as I've said before, if you asked him today's date, he'd lie to you just to stay in practice. And so if, if he goes before Congress, he's going to have to have, like, an elaborate chart and pages of notes on the lies he's told before and how to spin them now well, right. that he's under yeah. oath and in the clutches of the Justice right, Department. Right, because
0: your lies have to hold together in some sort of narrative. Right. If it's going to do you any good. Right. And I don't know how he does that at this point.
3: And when asked about the uh, threat from Cohen uh, yesterday, or the accusation about threats from Cohen yesterday, Trump said... Well, I would say he's been threatened by the truth. He's only been threatened by the truth. And... Uh, uh, he doesn't want to do that probably for me or other of his clients. Yeah,
0: yeah so Trump then said, yeah, he's got other clients. I'm not his only client. Right. So, and I wondered, is that a, is that some message, too? I know about that one client you got, and you don't want that coming out. Yeah. Is that
3: what that was? Yeah. I think that's exactly what that was.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the doomsday clock remains at two minutes to midnight each year. The Bulletin of Atomic Scientists announces how close we are to doomsday. Plenty of time. The closer to midnight the doomsday clock is set, the more danger we are in. Time to order one more beer before they shut the place down. Now, according to the scientists, the doomsday clock conveys how close we are to destroying our civilization with dangerous technologies of our own making. And, well, we we probably will someday. Yeah, Facebook. Ooh. That's I'm more worried about Ooh. that. When I think about
2: my children's yeah. health and happiness, yeah. and you, Jack, feel free to answer yourself. Are you more afraid of nuclear weapons for
0: your children or social media? No, it's not even close. Not, right. even close. not even close. Or terrorism or name a whole bunch of other stuff. Right. Social media, smartphones, just technology in general. It'll sicken their minds and break their hearts. That's when you should have dropped the on I'm Joe Getty because that was really good. I'm so,
2: I wish I had. That would have been dramatic. <laughs> Can we edit, Michael, or is this live? I
0: don't know. Give him the line. He'll oh, edit it in later. Good. I'm Joe Getty. <laughs> I'll put it in later. Yeah, put
3: that uh, all together for me, would you? Yeah. <laughs> and that's your news. <laughs> I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Or will it be Facebook? I'm Joe Getty. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. That would be good when he edits it together. Oh, yeah, very dramatic. <laughs>
2: Probably want to tweet that.
3: Maybe the Russians
2: will get a hold of it and retweet it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. End of the world as we know it. Good one, Michael. Indeedy. The uh, Atlantic, which is occasionally
2: terribly annoying, but does print the ocean or the magazine? I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. It's a good question. I'm talking about the uh, publication, the website, uh, with a good Devil's Advocate uh, uh, article about the Covington kids pylon. We'll see if we can get to that eventually. All right. Hey, listen. What happened it was ugly and kind of important, and I hate when kids are involved. But what it says about all of us in our media, I think, is really,
0: really important. These behaviors are causing your coworkers to lose their minds. You should probably be bit really alerted to it. What? Uh, I've got a list. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Strong and Getty show We have come across these lists and read them geez, a gazillion times over the years. Um, behaviors that are causing your co-workers to lose their minds or top 10 <laughs> things your co-workers hate about you behind your back or whatever. And uh, they're usually the same sort of stuff, too much perfume or uh, a variety of things you can probably guess. Mm-hmm. but just I just caught my eye. there's a couple things on this list that I had not seen before. Bringing stinky fitness gear into the workstations. Oh. (laughs) Hey, ride your bike to work, guy. Hanging up your sweaty bike riding gear. Oh, that's so bad. For all of us to smell all day long is not so cool. Oh, you're sickening me. Yeah, so I can see that being a thing. And, um. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta have a,
2: like an airtight uh, something or other. Ziploc bag. But man, when when you go
1: to put it on again at the end of the day, that's gonna be gamey. (laughs) Uh and I oh, never... I just had flashback to like my junior high gym locker, yeah, no oh, kidding, oh, and
2: when my... you,
0: you finally bring it home to your mom,
1: and
2: she's yeah. like, "Oh." oh.
0: It just walks in behind uh, me. I yeah. don't even have to carry the clothes. My son, my wife brought this up to me. My son has just entered into the age of growing up to where uh-huh. you start. You are capable of creating bad odors. I tell you what. When were- you're a little kid, you can't really. Little kids just don't smell bad.
2: There were days in my soccer coaching days, I'd have a minivan full of adolescents, and it was spectacular. It was really, <laughs> it was like, uh, you know. Being on on a Mumbai school bus or something, <laughs> yeah. Mumbai uh, you know yeah. commuter bus or
0: something like that. It was it was humid. Oof. yeah. Anyway, so my son has entered into the age of being able to smell bad.
2: Congratulations, um, son. Yeah,
0: good good luck with that. Now the the uh, the grooming portion of our <laughs> yes. lesson not optional, boy. The hygiene, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, Um, And the other one that I'd never seen before on the list was faking special needs to get preferential treatment. This is clearly a function of the modern world in which everybody's afraid of being sued or whatever. So
2: funny you brought that up. I have a blockbuster little feature in moments away on that very topic.
0: They quote somebody saying, look, I'm not being insensitive, but when when I hear someone brag about the story they told in order to get special treatment, it irks me. Things like some workers... Uh, say they need to sit near windows because they need uh, sunlight due to health issues Wow! and get the window off us.
2: Wow! Uh, so people are capitalizing on this whole self-obsession, the, uh, the narcissism of small distinctions, society that we live in. That everybody's
0: bringing up their malady all the time. Combined with uh, the, the, the suing culture. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's afraid to be sued. Uh, and the obvious support animals, the number of people that bring dogs, cats, birds, whatever, to work yeah. because they need to have them with them. Man. Leave your birds at home. Dogs dogs are adorable. Yeah, was, yeah. But the problem is, you know, if everybody brings their dog, I, I got several dogs I'd like to bring. We can't all bring our dogs. One around the office, fine with me. Right. I don't mind. Maybe have like a, a schedule. Yeah, rotate them. Tuesdays are my day. Yeah. Uh, so uh, listen, on a
2: similar topic, got an email from a friend who is uh, in employment law. And he wrote the following, oof, (laughs) that was his lead, oof, period, in an employment law seminar, fastest growing disability at work claim is now generalized stress, anxiety, and inability to handle difficult scenarios. So, lecturer is saying employers need to add "quote ability to handle stress, anxiety, and difficult situations" as essential functions for many job descriptions in order to minimize employees getting ADA leave, Americans with Disabilities Act leave accommodations for generalized stress and anxiety.
0: Okay, so what, so
2: to break it down, go ahead. If you I will. was
0: just going to go, I was going to go big picture on this. What do you call this? S. I almost dropped an S bomb. I. That would have been entertaining. <laughs> what do you call this, S? Is this socialism? Is this, what is this?
2: E, well, it's a symptom of socialism, but it, it, it is it a soft, is. soft, self-indulgent culture that has completely put away the idea of toughness or self-reliance. In fact, the very idea of toughness or self-reliance is seen as somehow oppressive. I'm, somebody will probably call me a fascist online for even suggesting those are good
0: values. Um, if your job doesn't require the ability to have to make decisions, why am I even paying you for anything? Get out of here. Right. Well, so just to distill
2: that, so many people are suing and saying, I have a disability. I'm stressed. You have to accommodate me or let me uh, not work for a while. That now employers are having to put in job descriptions. This job includes the ability to handle stress and difficult situations. So don't take it if you can't. How lawyered up, you know, the more laws, the less justice, as the saying goes. How tied up in knots over legalese are we becoming? And, Jack, that's just the beginning. Talk about a pathetically soft society, writes my friend. Here's another trend. And, and listen, you know, do we have time for this aside? Eh, kind of. It is so hard to be an employer. It is so hard to start a business, to run a business, to make payroll, to deal with the compliance issues, to deal with the tax issues. People who employ other people are not villains, my friends on the left. They're heroes. And those small businesses are the backbone of the American economy, and they employ most of us. Anyway, having said that, another new trend. Generally employers are still allowed to have drug-free workplaces and test for marijuana because it's federal narcotic. However, another ADA trend is to sue your employer that takes any sort of negative action against you if you can claim you use weed to ease your stress and anxiety. So best counsel now is for employers to just stop testing for the hippie cabbage. <laughs> His words, not mine, unless it is specifically for a healthcare or driving type of job. But even if it is for a sensitive job like this, an employer has to be incredibly careful taking any negative action against <laughs> weed users who say they use the the MJ for anxiety. This is
1: because so tests, what do I need to say? I use it for anxiety.
2: <laughs> anxiety. Exactly. Go Press. ahead. If you need a moment to jot yeah. that down, uh, it reveals THC use for up to 30 days. So employers are now having to weigh how much THC in the system matters versus having uh, insisting on perfectly clean drivers and the legal risk there because you'll get sued sure
0: over the ada so i really like this one so the fact that you might drug test me stresses me out yeah man and the medicine i've been given by my doctor to deal with stress it's marijuana, right? Exactly, you can see how it's a vicious cycle. Man, my
2: doctor who manages to see everybody who comes into the dispensary in 45 seconds or less throughout an entire he's workout. That's really
0: good. That's a that's a, he's efficient. Is that a sin? But part of this, uh, my friend continues to and, write, and I need to sit by the window because I need to <laughs> Best part of
2: this is that I can't fathom a job of any sort that doesn't require dealing with and managing stress. So I'm simply going to tell every client I have to add managing stress and stressful situations in every single job description from now on. Otherwise, an employer can get embroiled in a lengthy and ambiguous accommodations
0: dispute before they can replace an ineffective snowflake. You know what? Jobs are stressful in most cases. Not always true. It's slightly different if you're a cop or firefighter or whatever. Maybe you work in a hospital. But you know what jobs are stressful? The ones that pay a lot. <laughs> when there's a lot on the line, that's when there's stress. If you don't want to make any money, then go ahead and have a stress-free job. And listen, I wish I had time to really flesh this out, because this is one of
2: my favorite things in the modern world to talk about. And it has to do with the free-range parenting idea, the free-range kids. I read a brilliant piece, and i got to find it again. I have stacks of paper in front of me, and I lose things, but... um. There's a wonderful thing I read the other day that pointed out that as kids you make you have thousands of experiences, literally thousands of them in which you're not sure what to do and you figure out what to do. You realize you're lost and you figure how to get home. You realize I have a conflict here how do I manage it? That person is angry. They think they're right. I think I, I'm right, but I like that person. And you work through that stuff. And that is what gives you the flexibility, the intelligence, the the courage to deal with the unknown. Anxiety, stress, whatever. Well, the unknown in short. And the helicopter parenting, the not letting kids play at the park, the knowing where they are, planning every second of their day thing is denying Kids, those thousands of activity, those thousands of decision-making moments that make us adults. And we are systematically breeding a nation of veal calves that is terrified by even the stress of the most mundane and easily accomplished job. And that's,
0: God help us, man. We, we are doing ourselves damage well and yeah the kids didn't do it to themselves obviously so all right no it's and that's that's the the weirdness is that all, all the parents i'm guessing most of us didn't grow up that way no so why what's the what's driving the passing it along to the next generation something different what is driving that I
2: think, well, wow, we we don't have enough time to really get into it, but, you know, it's things we've talked about. It's the uh, ever-present media bringing you every horror that's happened not only around America but around the world, so people have this perception that the world is incredibly dangerous for their children, much more than it is. That's one of those things. Plus, you know, an affluent society becomes more and more soft and careful. That's true. That's true. Just, you know, tough societies with a tough go and have to fight to survive, They're tough people. You're stressed by flipping hamburgers? The entire country would erupt in laughter at that claim.
0: Yeah. Here, we sue each other over it. A lot of countries, if you say, I need to sit close to the window because I don't do well without sunlight. Come on in,
2: China. We're (laughs) soft and ready. You can
0: take us over. (laughs) That's awesome. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.